Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. That is a great picture. Okay. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's time for the podcast of hope, hour number one. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this special holiday show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and my patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua Johnson, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, and my new patrons, Jane Jewell, Dana Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, and the Geo Gearheads. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocachetalk for more details. Patrons, patrons get path tags Coins and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, this year, the Podcast of Hope selected St. Jude's as its charity. St. Jude's life-saving mission of finding cures for children battling cancer and other life-threatening diseases. So we need your help tonight. Uh, so... Uh, we are reaching out to everyone, and our fundraising goal is $1,500 uh, before the end of uh, this special eight-hour all-star podcast. If you'd like to be a part, uh, head on over to our event page, and I put a note. Uh, it's in my uh, lower third, and it's also in the show notes, and that is events.stjude.org forward slash geocache talk. And currently we are at $150, $125. So, hey, we've got to start. So that's awesome. Um, so here's how your donation helps. Um, thanks to donors like you, families never receive a bill from St. Jude for tr treatment, uh, travel, housing, or food, because all a family should have to worry about is making sure that their child lives. Treatment invent treatments invented at St. Jude have helped push the overall childhood, childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80% since it opened more than 50 years ago. Join us. Together we can help St. Jude change the world. So let's jump right into show number 26, hour number one for Sunday, December 4th, as I welcome my friends Sarah Murphy and Joshua and Liz Wilson, a.k.a peanuts or pretzels to the show welcome you guys to the first hour of the special podcast of hope awesome thank you for having thank us thank you so good to be here such a great cause bet. thank you too sarah yeah thanks for having me again oh absolutely good to be here yes i appreciate you guys um donating some time uh tonight and uh your tweets and everything this week so um that's gonna be fun. And it worked out. It, it, it wasn't, 
I should say it was planned just because it makes it look kind of cool, but it wasn't planned this way. Um, but it's worked out perfectly because y'all are my favorite bloggers. And so I love you. I love peanuts or pretzels and I love the geocaching junkie blogs. And so it's so awesome to have you guys on together. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, uh, holidays in Ireland and holidays in Asia since, uh, Josh and Liz just got back to the States recently. So, well, let's, so let's start uh, with Sarah. Tell us first a little bit about um, your blog and give us kind of an update on uh, how that is going. Okay. Um, well, my blog is, it's first and foremost geocaching blog, but it, it, there's a lot of travel in there too. Um, so basically blog about my adventures. I travel quite a bit. I do have a full-time nine-to-five job but that's basically paying for my travel. So, um, and I'm always, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So I, I mostly go with my other half who I'm getting married to next year and I drag him around the geocaches yeah. <laughs> against his will usually. But, um, <laughs> is, he, is he getting better at, is he getting more interested in geocaching? No. no? Okay. <laughs> no, no. No, definitely not. But no, he's very supportive. And, yeah. you know, you know, he won't, he'll never say, no, we're not going to do, you know, we're not going to find one. So we're going to Copenhagen in a few weeks after Christmas. That's our Christmas present to each other. So he knows we'll be doing caching there. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, as far as the blog, I mean, I started the blog two years ago this month. Um, and this year I've had like, I was looking at my stats and it's ridiculous. Like, it's gone up 3,500% views. It's just blown up this year. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, but it's great. I mean, it's, it's such a great community, I think, of, you know, podcasters and bloggers and bloggers in geocaching. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, worldwide community. It's, it's fantastic. And, you know, I'm, as far as I know, the only Irish geocaching blogger. So, well, I have you were... of a, a corner of the market, you know. <laughs> well, you were uh, you were nominated for an award uh, for all. Was it? Yeah. Uh, well, we had the, the first geocaching awards for the UK and Ireland was in August, so I was up for the category was social media. Mm. So there was podcast, there was a vlog, there was a blogger, there was yeah a couple of things, but I didn't win. But it was great to be nominated. You know, yeah. it's an unreal. And then the big one was that I was a finalist uh, for travel in the Irish Blog Awards. So that was. Yes. You know, that blew my mind. So <laughs> that was pretty awesome. cool. Great. Yeah. 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 That is awesome. Uh, and so uh, that's tremendous. Like I said, I, I love it. I read, I read yours all the time. In fact, I, um, if you get the newsletter, mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely subscribe to the newsletter because there's always a little extra in the newsletter yeah. and um, you may actually, uh, if you subscribe to the newsletter, you may well, see a possible giveaway once in a while. So yeah, yeah, keep usually. your eye open for that. So. Yeah, no, because I don't, I mean, the last thing I wanted to do, I, I thought really long and hard about doing a newsletter because I really hate spam. Right. <laughs> so I didn't want to be a spammer, you know, um, but it's once a month yeah. and it'll never be like more than twice a month. Anyway, I just don't have time to do more than sure. that. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's a roundup and then there's extra, there's like extra links in there and yeah, I'm going to have a giveaway every month at the moment. I've only had trackables, but I will have other things, you know, geocaching related stuff. So yeah, well, definitely. It was neat. It was neat Cause I, I, uh, not, you know, I don't expect, you know, 
I, I if I can catch it every, I try to I try to catch it. And I think I'll be fine with the news. You know, I, I read your newsletter. I read the blog a lot. I try to. I'm trying to catch up also the newsletter. I just read your recent one, um, and it was neat because the answer you had to find was in a previous blog. So it kind of let me go backward and read another blog that I think I I hadn't read before. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. So yeah, very yeah. cool. Well, um, we're going to switch on over to um, the, the, the Globetrotters. Um, they're uh, currently in Denver. You yeah. should never know. I mean, Josh, Josh and Liz can be anywhere in the world at any time. But right now, they're back in the States. Um, so first, tell us, um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, your travels, and Sarah's going to tell us a little about her recent trip, but... First, tell us about um, my other favorite blog, which is Peanuts or Pretzels, and how that is going. Wow. Peanuts or Pretzels has been exciting for us. And gosh, I don't even know how long we've been doing it. Maybe three years now? Yeah, three, a half years. three somewhere. Um, you know, it was started as something that we did part time and it, it became more so once we left to go travel and become digital nomads, as they call it, for a few years. <laughs> Yes, but we are. also taught English abroad and did some other things like that as we were traveling. But the goal of the website is, you know, it's a travel blog. And the goal is to help make trip planning easier and fun for other people. So it's a lot about our adventures and things that we do. But, you know, no one just just wants to read about us all the time. You want to know how you could do it, too, or, you know, yes. what kind of tips we have for you. So, you know, really what we try to do is take our experience and destinations and be able to share it with others to help make trip planning easier for them and give them some advice and some tips and even like download itineraries and things like that to make it easy for them to do it too. Disney stuff. Also. Yeah, we have yeah. a lot. Of, we have a niche for family travel and Disney because we're fans of Disney yeah, as so well. Yeah, we can help plan, uh, plan Disney yeah. trips. And yeah, stuff. Disney yeah. trips and geocaching. And geocaching. Yes. Everywhere we go, yeah. we think it is an amazing way to sightsee and to explore a destination. It gives you such a cool, uh, a cool way to explore, and you don't have to pay a lot of money to do it, as you know. And we found that geocaching ends up taking us to all the cool spots anyway. So you don't even have to hire a tour guide. Sometimes you can just go caching. So we write a lot about that too. Mm-hmm. But the blog's been great. Um, when we were traveling around Asia, we were gone for two and a half years. Uh, we were talking. Yeah, this, our, this is our first time back. Mm-hmm. On an American soil in like two and a half years. Yeah, so, and we've only been here uh, one week. <laughs> yeah, we're still adjusting. Things after two and a half years, things are new again, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, uh, telling so, you about the road trip that we took recently, and the, yeah, um, or just things that we take for granted. We were we were talking about before the show is you know going through a drive through and and all that yeah. you know. Yeah, hit, hit doing road trips, eating in the car. I mean yeah. that is like. That's such an American thing. It's so, it's so silly, but I mean, obviously, when we were in Asia, we didn't have a car, yeah. and you know, right. you're hopping back of motorbikes or you're taking buses or whatnot. So it's just kind of that whole road trip is such an American, such a classic American tradition. It right. really is, and we missed it. So we were so happy to be here in Denver over Thanksgiving. We went up with some friends to a cabin in the mountains, and we were so excited to have a road trip. Josh and yes. I were. Yeah. You know, that's you know that is um, that is something that. It's neat to hear when people come come back or when people go to other countries and in in you know like Sarah she's been she's been to the states and so I always love hearing her little stories about going to Wisconsin and and it's it's neat it's 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 cool insight and you know it's you know like you said uh, I don't think people realize that it is an adjustment after that much time to 
to come back to the states, even though you were you were, you both were born and raised here in the states. So. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, reverse culture shock is definitely a real thing. Uh, a real some thing. people adjust. Liz thought Liz thinks that we just left. Like it, for me, it, it felt was like a week we ago. <laughs> right. It's actually been two and a half years, and we've been to a lot of places since. Yes, you have. <laughs> but um, but for me, it's a little weird. Walking into Walgreens was like a little weird. We are getting and... lost in every store that we go in. <laughs> yeah. we, we couldn't find the toothpaste aisle in Walgreens for like yeah, 25 forever. minutes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and and uh, I went into Trader Joe's last week, and I was just going so slow looking at everything. Right. Because, oh, that looks so good. That looks so great. It was interesting to not see like live chickens and dried squid hanging yeah. in there. I was almost, a I was just fascinated and I was just staring at <laughs> that. That's awesome. It took me forever. I was enjoying myself. It was like a trip to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So uh, we'll, we're going to talk a bit more about that here in a minute, but let's, let's jump into, um, Sarah's going to tell, it's going to be interesting because we're going to talk about Irish Christmases uh, uh, time and we're going to also talk about Asia because that's very unique. And you guys spent, since you've been gone for two and a half years, obviously you spent the, what what is, you spent Asian holidays and you also spent what we are, when we're doing holidays in America, you were experiencing. Yes. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to hear. So let's start. Start though with, with Sarah. Sarah, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about traditional Irish Christmas, and I think this is okay. uh, interesting. Uh, and you got some great show notes here. So, what what are some what are some things that let's let's start? I guess with we'll start with Christmas morning and we'll work our way kind of backward a little bit. So, um, in the states, of course, people do everybody does Christmas obviously a little different, but traditionally, you know, we open uh, gifts, uh, you know, Christmas morning, but, um, we all do things a little bit different. So what are some things that stand out to you as far as differences, uh, around actual Christmas day? Um, I don't want to start saying, Oh, this is different. And that's different. I'm not sure what's different and what isn't, but right. I'll just tell you that's okay. <laughs> just in case people are like, well, we do that here. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I actually, so last year I did a, a blog post about 12 traditions of an Irish Christmas, yes. which is things that I remember growing up, you know, about Christmas. So um, that, that is an awesome blog, by the way. I just, I just read that. And yeah. I mean, it's uh, actually, it's, it's, that post is really aimed at Irish people because it's, right. it's very tongue in cheek. You know, some of the things like referring to Dublin as the big smoke, yeah. which would be, you know. And it is a lot, and and you know, and it's you know, there's these kind of I don't know quaint things, but so on. For example, the eighth of December, which is coming this week, yeah. was a lot of schools outside of Dublin would close for the day mm-hmm. because that was the day that people did their Christmas shopping, and they all got on the bus or the train to Dublin and went to Dublin to Christmas shop. That was your, you know, which is just, yeah. and that's literally why the the schools were closed so people could go shopping. <laughs> that was your Black you know, Friday, like, yeah, yeah, kind of, I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the the Christmas shopping day, yeah, um, and then uh, so other things that I had in. So obviously we have um, Santa Claus comes to kids in Ireland. A lot of people uh, call him Santi. Santi, yes, I like that. I like yeah. that. Um. So yeah, he comes Christmas Eve, and 
I think I mentioned that when I was a kid, we would leave at a pint of Guinness. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a mince pie. Um, but of course now, because of, you know, drink driving laws, I guess, it's not Guinness really as much now. I know my niece and nephew leave out milk. Okay. So, right. Well, he used to get Guinness when I was younger. Um, yeah, and I, then... I like yeah. that you, uh, you, you, in the blog post, you mentioned that you leave carrots in the garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rudolph really used to make a mess. There'd be, we leave a basin of water and carrots and they'd be half eaten or mostly eaten. And then there'd be all grass in, you know, on the front porch. Right. You know, where obviously he had gra- the reindeer had, you know, grass on the hooves and the, you know, so it would have been a big mess. And yeah. Neat. Um. So that's, yeah, Christmas Day. And then there's, I mean, a lot of the stuff is leading up to Christmas. Christmas Day, in our house anyway, would be you open the gifts are there in the morning, yeah. come down, do gift giving and everything. And then there's a lot of um, visiting family, you know, they mm-hmm. come to us, we go to them and then we have dinner at like four and then there's board games was a big thing in our family. So what are some things that you would, what's a, what is served at a traditional meal on a Christmas um, day? Usually turkey and ham. I mean, I think if some people were really fancy, they'd have goose, but it's usually turkey and ham. Okay. What kind of what sides um, did you have? Uh, so Yorkshire puddings, which is English, obviously, but that, that's more of a recent. I don't think when I was a kid, we didn't have Yorkshire puddings. That would have been way too fancy, okay. but we have them now. Um, stuffing. Right. We don't re- Yeah, not really cranberry no, sauce or anything like that. No, we don't really do that. I think that's sort of a New England tradition. That's kind is of, it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, just when you like, you know, carrots, Brussels sprouts is a big one, but nobody likes them. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just like Christmas tradition, but everybody hates them. Well, uh, it's funny because uh, I hated Brussels sprouts recently and uh, Susan started bro- uh, broiling them in the, yeah. in the in the oven. Yes. And so they actually are better broiled, never boil, but broil. Mm. Broiling mm-hmm. is much better. So. Well, I don't know. It's like a tradition now that everybody doesn't like them. My sister likes them, but that's it. I know they had for um, there was a like a joke meme going around on Facebook here for Halloween that people were dipping Brussels sprouts in chocolate and then letting it harden right. and giving it to kids when they came trick or treating. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely a trick. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So then, obviously, there's there's Christmas pudding. Mince pies are big. Yeah, I love mince pies. Mince pies. I don't, Josh and Liz, have y'all ever mince pie? Does that ring a bell? Have y'all ever had? I've never. I don't think I've ever had a mince pie. like a traditional. I've never had it. I've heard of it. Though. Like a Guinness type of stew, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's not well. It's a bit deceptive. I think originally they did actually have meat in them. Mm. But they don't. They don't have meat now. I couldn't even yeah. really tell you what's in it now. It's there's like raisins and currants or something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so. it's, it's like a pastry more than a pie. Yeah, I think someone um, in my family yeah. had it before. I, I recall that I didn't. I didn't enjoy it, or if I tasted <laughs> it, I smelled it. So it's not really my thing. But I've heard. Yeah. It and I was never really sure what was in it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you know, traditionally there was minced meat, but now no. What? What's funny in your blog post, uh, one of your uh, traditional or one of your 12, uh, 12 uh, items of Christmas was USA cookies. USA biscuits. Yeah. Well, we USA call them biscuits. Biscuits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Now, yeah. is, is it, are they all called that USA biscuits or are they called other things? Is USA just no. a brand or? Yeah. So it's it Jacobs. They make it. They're an Irish manufacturer. Okay. And this tin, which I think you can only get at Christmas is it's called the USA tin. So, but it has like a selection of different type of cookies in it, but it was always like, I guess traditionally when I was a kid and we didn't have, you know, chocolate and candy all the time. Right. So it was a big deal at Christmas to have stuff like that. And it was, you know, usually these things were bought for the visitors. You know, if somebody was visiting, then you would open them. Right. And you weren't allowed to open them when, what? you know, they weren't there. And then it was actually funny because in my office last week, somebody had bought a tin of these biscuits and there's two layers. Yeah. Yeah. But you would always have to. So there's always ones that people don't really like in every layer. But you have to finish the first layer before you go into the second one. So I, in the office, I was like, oh, I really want the one in the second layer. So I took it out and I immediately went, and my mother would kill me if she saw me breaking <laughs> into the second layer. <laughs> it's like instilled in you. Right. You have to finish the first layer. That's funny. You know, before you break into the second. What's funny is that in the States, um, things like that you would get would be shortbread from, mm-hmm. from Scotland. I mean, that's kind of, you see those sort of, I mean, right, Josh, that kind of, I mean, that's what we've, yeah. I mean, that's growing up, we'd see, I'm trying to think of cookies and tins. I mean, we, we have some, I guess it's not as, is it? Is it Danish butter cookies? Would you get those? Uh, butter yeah, cookies. the tin, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a very hot commodity in Asia for the holidays. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, actually, like the little tins with all the different types cookies of cookies with the sugar, yeah. half sugar, half not. Yeah. butter cookies oh, right right so that's yeah. hot, hot commodities when you go over to like a dinner party or something like that oh wow yeah so if you can get a hold of some then it's a you're the you're a well thought of um we still i guess we still have them i guess i don't really i mean i guess we, i i mean we do notice them but yeah so okay very cool so we have we have similar uh i mean Similar foods here. Um, we're going to talk about the Asian stuff here in a moment. But uh, what are some, um, like you mentioned, uh, as far as um, board games, which you know we 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 do a lot of board games uh, in our in our family. Um, uh, of course, we also have you know the the boys have video games, but they they're into board games as well. So um, what? What are some what are some board games that I guess are popular? Well, or ones that um, you one of the ones that you played. Well, I played Monopoly was a big one. Game of Life, okay. Uh, Scrabble, those were the big ones. I mean, now you know with my nieces and nephews, we play more fun ones. I guess Trivial <laughs> Pursuit is a good one for the the um, the adults in the evening. You know, okay. but you see, the thing is, our family is really competitive. So, you <laughs> know, awesome. we have really, <laughs> yeah. So it gets pretty heated, but it's fun, you know. And um, yeah. I got for, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but for my nephew this year, I got him a game where it's it's been on, um, you know, the Ellen show. Uh-huh. So you put the, the thing in your mouth and it means you can't close your mouth properly and you have to read out things and the other person has to guess what you're saying oh this is awesome but you can't yeah. speak properly so yeah so that's going to be a good one i thought that would be good on christmas day that'd be great for us all to play yeah because i know pie face was really popular last year but we couldn't mm. get our hands on that 
like it was just gone it was sold out you know so i made sure i got this one quickly this year yeah we've got do you know that uh, face one i've seen it yes yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) um yeah we're we we play um we get a lot of like code code names is is a real popular one with our little group um there's a game called sushi go josh and liz have you heard of sushi go have you ever heard of that no i haven't heard that one Uh, uh, it's uh, it's a it's it's a it's a fun little it's a little, little card game, but yeah, we got several little board game card game things that we like to do. But uh, what uh, what are some that uh, Josh? What what did y'all do growing up? Well, as far as we had a lot of we were while we were traveling around a lot, we had a lot of long hour bus rides and train rides, and mm-hmm. we would share uh, stalls with, you know, local Chinese families and stuff, and so we we, we used to always have cards with us, so Uno was like our go-to game. Oh, yes, Uno. Uh, that was easy to kind of visually explain, and we knew enough Chinese to kind of, you know, you know like how yeah. to... It's a fairly easy game to communicate yeah. to people when you don't speak their language. So, so that was one we always played a lot. That's true. I came across that game when I when I lived in Germany. I met so three of my three friends from Wisconsin. They were doing an exchange when I was in Germany, and they introduced me to that game because we did not have it in Ireland. So this was like ten years ago. Oh really? So yeah, we didn't have it then. We do have it now. Like my niece and nephew play it now, but back then we didn't have it. So we we spent hours playing that. You know, poor students. So. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. we we had we had fun. We were on a train ride with one family. We taught them how to play. Yeah, and- we were on a train ride in China, and, and and we just had a blast playing with this family. And we had all these people lining up outside our train little compartment, <laughs> watching us and taking pictures. <laughs> and they were trying to understand their trying life. to trying to they figure, were all out, trying how to figure to out how to play. So they were right. watching spoke Chinese so they couldn't really like ask and no one could really explain to them so everyone was trying you could see them over there like pointing and talking and figuring it out and taking pictures and stuff so Uno worked well um we always have a deck of you know normal playing cards with us too because we like regular cards or rummy or anything like that we love to play Scrabble yeah we we had Scrabble on the first part of our trip we we stopped off in Hawaii and traveled around Hawaii and we were going to bring our Scrabble travel thing with us Scrabble yeah yes we left it at the first place we went. We to. left oh. it at the plane. No, because we, the two of us really love to play Scrabble together. I, I came from a family that played tons of board games. Yeah, I heard up. her mom when she travels. She travels with an my extra mom bag, a bag of games. Of games. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. we had a huge like walk-in closet at home full of games. So that's important to us. But when Josh and I were dating, we would always play Scrabble. And even after we got married, we would just sit and play Scrabble. I was trying to impress her. And oh, I see. <laughs> that was just what we did. We didn't have anything to do. We'd just hang out and play Scrabble. The, the courtship. So did you like have to really really study, Josh? You know, look for those you know extra words to kind of you know study up. I want to make sure she's you know I want to impress her because yeah, our exactly. competitiveness came out quickly, and so we quickly had to buy a thesaurus and dictionary. <laughs> To always keep with the game because we were constantly challenging. The stars was always in the box. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It always went with the game everywhere. Oh, uh, that is perfect. That's perfect. Um, when we were traveling with my teachers, my Chinese teachers, when we were over there for a year, uh, one of the games that we bought for it was more of an adult type of game, but Cards uh, Against Humanity. Cards Against Humanity. And so we would oh, play yeah. with our group that. of teachers and our group of local Chinese teachers. So we would like teach them slang, American slang and stuff like that. But yeah, 
translate. <laughs> that was a, a story to tell offline later. <laughs> yes. Translating yeah. that was it was not an easy task. Yeah, that uh, knowing the game that would be that would be interesting yeah. to because you're trying, like you said, there's a lot of a lot of harsh stuff in there that you then yeah. you'd have to try to translate it to an entire different culture. Yeah. Pop culture Just, and yes. things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, but crazy. Well, um, so tonight it, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, all the hours are going to blend together me, but I think it's at the uh, 10 o'clock hour. Um, Susan and I are going to talk about, um, geocaching movies, but let's talk a little bit about traditional movies, um, from you guys perspective. And then we can talk about, um, we'll, we'll eventually get into kind of holiday in Asia, but what, what are, uh, Sarah, what are some, I guess, traditional movies and then maybe some just traditional things that you might be, that you might do uh, around the holiday period, holiday time? Um, traditional movies? I don't think I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but I can't think of any Irish specific stuff. Like we watch a lot of American movies, like, and not just Christmas movies, but movies that are always shown at at Christmas, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is always on Christmas. I guess candy holiday. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's always like, you're guaranteed it's going to be on, you know, Uh, my favorite Christmas movie is love actually. And I just got reminded yes. of that movie on the radio today. The, the the DJ was saying, "Oh, and I haven't watched it yet." And I was like, oh, "We have to watch that," you know. <laughs> and then and then Darren was like, "Oh, we watched that last year." I'm like, "We have to watch it every year." Right. <laughs> so, it's a tradition yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. I said it's tra- yeah, we're making it a tradition. We have to watch it. That's my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah that 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 that's going to come up tonight at ten. But yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, so what are um, We've talked a little about different things. So, what are um, what are some other things that um, you so, do well, around that time? Well, they have. They, and funnily enough, I haven't seen it that much this year. And it, um, the twelve pubs of Christmas is a big yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Like the last few years, where I think I actually read an article last year in January, or I guess this year in January, about how pubs really were like turning people away they didn't want them maybe if they were on like the first second or third pub they would let them in but once they were on the 12th pub they were like no we don't want you in here so um but basically yeah you just go and have at least one drink in 12 pubs so that's 12 drinks minimum right you know so it's yeah um but that's quite an irish thing i think they do it in in the uk as well but it's yeah yeah, that's a thing that goes on around the christmas period Okay. Yeah, we have we have pub crawls here. I don't know if it's necessarily around. Eh, sometimes it's around the holidays, but I would. Yeah. No, well, this is specific. I mean, yeah. Look, we have pub crawls. All this is our. Yeah. You know, sure. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Time. But you know, this is yeah. It's specific. You have to wear a Christmas jumper, and you have to go to twelve pubs. So it's very specific pub crawl. <laughs> You know, um, but then there's also, which is kind of cool, and we, me and Darren talked about it. I've never actually been into the city center on Christmas Eve, um, just because, you know, crazy busy. Right. But every Christmas Eve, they have Irish celebrities singing oh, okay. for, for homeless charities. So usually Bono right. um, is singing, but you don't know where they're going to pop up right. um, in the city center. So you just have to kind of be around and checking Twitter and, what is- and, you know, somebody will tweet there wherever they are. And it's usually like Bono and 
Yes. A couple of them, maybe other lesser known Irish singers, but yeah. What is what is that? There's That's a name cool. for that though, right? What is the name? What is what is that called? The busking. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. They say. I mean, obviously, busking is traditionally, you know, a, a singer who has not made it, who's just singing on the street with his guitar case open to get some money. Oh, okay. That's um, where that comes from. All right. I yeah. So, um, but they're busking for charity. So, you know, Bono's there singing, and people are throwing money in for charity. So, it is kind of cool. I just, you know, and I always see it on the news every year, but I just never went in. I guess I always thought it'll be so many people. But it would be nice to, if you're in the right place at the right time, you know, it's good. Or if you get a tip off. And um, then we also have on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, um, yeah. people, crazy people, get into the sea to swim. Oh. Now, I would not get into the Irish Sea at any month of the year, <laughs> let alone December. It is freezing all the time. So, but people do that for charity. And in the town I'm from, it's a big wow. thing on New Year's Day, and it's traditionally we will go down and watch it, yeah, but not do it. I years ago my dad did it, but it's just it's so freezing. Even just standing on the beach, it's so cold. I don't know how people get into the water, you know. And you know they're not wearing wetsuits or anything, right? You know, so some of them are dressed up, you know, in crazy outfits, and I don't know how they do it. But that's a big thing. And Christmas Day, as well as a few places in Dublin that people get in and swim, right. We- um, the U.S. is called a polar bear club, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right, okay, polar club, yeah. You, I haven't heard that. Now. It's just, yeah. just, yeah, we just call them mad people. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but that's a yeah, that's a big thing. That's awesome, and uh, yeah, like I said, uh, in the show notes, we we do have the twelve traditions of an Irish Christmas uh, link, so make sure everybody to check that out because it's. It was interesting reading it, Sarah. I really loved that uh, little thing there that you did. Uh, it's, good. it's a good blog. Well, that's neat. Well, um, <clears throat> let, we're going to talk a little bit about traditional holidays in Asia. And what's interesting is um, Josh and Liz, I'm going to have uh, you guys um, talk about, let's start with American um, holidays. Well, American, uh, you know, Christmas and New Year's and yeah. Hanukkah, <clears throat> things that we tend to celebrate uh, yeah. in the Judeo-Christian type of uh, world uh, and how that is portrayed or how is it, um, how is it, is it done in Asia or how is it, how is it done in Asia? Let's put it that yeah. way. So. Yeah, it's um, it depends on the country, of course. Um, it, it varies a lot by country, but um, overall, I can I think our general consensus is that it, it is celebrated to a certain extent, and it's becoming more so um, with each passing year. Mm-hmm. But it's more along the lines of just because how Western culture is so popular in Asia, just because it's popular and it's cool and it's hip. If, if it's anything like from the West kind of thing, almost like celebrities and TV shows and movies and sure. product in store in like Taylor Swift <laughs> and things like that. Right. So it's really just more of a popularity thing. And, and in China, for example, anything that is from America or Europe or from the West is like automatically trendy and cool. And mm. so Christmas has become 
big over there actually in a lot of the big cities especially in china is you'll see christmas decorations everywhere and we were really surprised at how much christmas stuff we saw yeah. um, i mean some you would see here like outside of a big mall they have a big christmas tree with lights tree. and, and the entire mall's decked out maybe everyone doesn't understand the holiday but yeah. they right. know that from western society this is when you go shopping yeah, yeah. Right. sure so you'll you'll see Christmas trees, you'll see uh, decorations in the malls. They'll be completely decked out inside and out, all the stores and things. Reindeer and, and all that. You'll see reindeer and, and yeah. Santa Clauses and, and people wearing you know hats, and, and you'll hear but, Christmas music. Uh -huh. You also might continue to see that into March and April. April and June. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> funny. In Guangzhou for the first year, in, in June, we were still hearing the Christmas music was still playing in yeah. the mall. Really? That's because awesome. The, the lights and the decorations, it's pretty. Yeah, and it's, that's true. You know, especially in a gloomy winter. I mean, and that's really, you know, where it kind of comes from, you know, the, the old pagan traditions and stuff of bringing yeah. the trees and the lights and the things to make things pretty in the gloomy winter. And that's sort of how they see it, really. They don't understand a lot of the religious aspects of it. Most people, some right. people, mm -hmm. um, but most of them don't. And, and they don't understand where the traditions come from. But they love the lights and the pretty decorations. Sure. And, and they, they love a reason to go shopping and give gifts and things. So. Yeah be a lot of that around you you might be surprised at how much yeah but you're um, not gonna have like an off day you know national right. thing like yeah. that you know but uh yeah they, they now, kinda just get in, into the spirit now a in bit. some in some countries um or other destinations like hong kong that's more westernized yeah. uh, you know with the heavy influence from the british yeah. we'll have a lot of christmas there and a lot more of the local traditions and things that that are more meaningful to the people there and also in macau which is okay. just Across from Hong Kong and, and off of China, being a, a Portuguese old Portuguese uh, colony yeah. or port, um, and there's Catholic churches all over Macau. It was actually one of the most really beautiful. Really places. surprising. Yeah. We went for Christmas just so we can yeah. get all the. They have like all the Catholic buildings still still there in the old old town of um, Macau, and yeah. they have Christmas lights and they do like a, they a have, light display. Yeah, they the, have a whole festival through yeah. December when we were there, and a lot of the old historic churches and the uh -huh. big buildings, they had huge light displays, kind of like a video show that happened uh -huh. oh, on wow. the buildings like every 15 or 20 minutes they would have a whole show and so and they had a really cool thing where you could go around and you could find elves it was like a virtual game on your yeah. phone oh. you could catch all the elves so you and all the different historic, places historic kind of like, site by pokemon go or well kind of yeah Similar, yeah and then, and then you, you won a prize when you collected all of them you brought it to the tourism thing in the main square and you got a little prize but oh, cool. um, it was really cool macau's yeah. tourism is yeah it's really sweet awesome yeah. and they had some like choirs playing in the um in some of the yeah. churches and stuff we heard so, the traditional like violin in the in the big cathedral and yeah. it was it was really felt like we were at home yeah. so each country is very different on how they yeah. how they celebrate and everything but it's still it's still a thing but it's not celebrated like we do you know yeah 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 you know that's um it's interesting you mentioned that because it's like we we kind of and probably Sarah too. I mean, we've, we grew up where um, Christmas is, um, <clears throat> it is a melting pot of, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I mean, it's just, it's the way it is, is that uh, Christmas, um, this, the celebration around, you know, some people it's uh, uh, that are regardless of your, 
you know, where, where you are in the religious scale, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it's a way, uh, we, in a sense, we all kind of, um, I think it's neat. We all get to, you know, we can all come together. Um, you know, it's, it has its Christian roots. It has its, um, you know, winter solstice roots, you know, we've got Hanukkah around the same time. We've got, you know, different things that have sort of come together and it's interesting to, you know, we, I guess in a sense, we've all, we all kind of understand that, or we kind of, we've kind of get, we've, we've gotten to know that we, I guess let's say take it for granted, but we kind of already know that. But in Asia, I'm, I'm wondering if they're starting to get that, like you said, they're kind of, they're starting to embrace, um, regardless of whether, um, whatever they're, you know, because they're, because their religions are, are, are obviously different. You got the you know, Buddhists and Shintos and, yeah. you know, Muslim. I don't know if the Muslims have really, I don't know, uh, of the, the, cause y'all were in some countries like, do they, Kuala Lumpur is a Even very international city. Okay. And you'll see, you'll see a Christian, um, even on the same street, you might see like a Christian church, Catholic mm-hmm. church or something. Right. Um, and then just down the ways, you'll see an ancient Chinese temple right. from a Hindu temple. Okay. Um, and then down the street around the corner will be a, um, an Islamic mosque. Okay. So it's, it's a very international city and yeah, they, we, we they celebrate, they right. celebrate, all of these holidays, which is what's amazing. And we, we do love Kuala Lumpur. So every, when we were there, they were setting up for a big Hindu festival. Right. And then there's, there's many, many um, Muslim. Muslim festivals mm-hmm. and Chinese festivals too, mm-hmm. especially in the Chinese quarter. And so really in a city like that, they, they would be celebrating all the holidays right. from all those religions, depending on the year that you're there. So it's, it's really great to see, um, you know, all the different traditions mesh together right. and different, Celebrating and learning and appreciating it, those. Yeah, and it, that was the one thing that I think that I will take with all this two years of travel was all the different festivals and holidays we were able to celebrate and actually see in person, like the Rocket Festival in Laos, you yeah. know, yeah. And like the thing, and then you know, just all these different walk, Chinese being New able to walk Year. in. Yeah, yeah, Chinese New Year. We we had three New Years in <laughs> one year. <laughs> yeah. So what were what were the three then? I mean, there, there was the Chinese New Year, the right. regular New Year, and then there was a, a lot. Wasn't there a Thai? Oh, yeah. Thai New Year. Songkran. Songkran. <laughs> Songkran, which is like the biggest water fight in all of Thailand, is what it's turned yeah, into so now. Yeah, so we did. We got, to cele- we got to celebrate three totally different kinds of New Year's. In <laughs> right. That's, right. That's crazy. So, yeah, because you guys... Um, it's like you get celebrations all year, all, all year round. It's awesome. Everywhere we went, we would always there, look to see what kind of festivals were going on. There's and always a celebration. Reason to and, there's yeah. always a reason. To celebrate. It's awesome. So, um, uh, this is the one that inter- always kind of interests me. Are you, one of them that we, one of the many we hear about, but one is the, the mid autumn festival. Is that the, Tell us yeah, about the mid mid autumn. Or uh, China just had. Yeah, it was like usually around the end of September. Yeah. Oh, it's such a beautiful festival. Yeah, you, you can explain it. Well, you know the story. There's a lot of there's a lot of folklore and stories that we learned uh-huh. about the mid autumn festival. Everything everything means something. Has a story behind course, it. You know, big, you know. Why do we story. Why do we eat like for instance mid autumn? They eat moon cakes. So mm-hmm. it's it's a pastry that they make and you eat it for good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are nutty, some, but you don't know what they are until you bite into it. Oh, so, okay. Kind of like uh, candy for us. Uh, 
and Sarah, I don't know if you, Sarah, I don't know if you get, if you guys get this in Ireland, but we tend to give out what we call gamble chocolate. Do y'all have gamble chocolate in Ireland? Well, like the chocolate without the little thing that tells you what's in them. Yes. Well, we, the, well, you, well I call it the menu, but yeah. <laughs> the menu. I love it. No, but see what you do is you give the chocolate, but you take out the menu. Uh, yeah. Make it a, me. Make it a gamble. Yes, it is me. No, but um, so same thing. Like you're saying in, uh, yeah. In, in yeah. So they yeah. have mooncakes and then the lanterns and then then. Yeah, and they also call it. It's kind of coincides with the lantern festival too, where people okay. have. Um, but there's a very traditional story about the moon. So in Chinese tradition, during this particular day, the moon is like the biggest uh, or something like that. The and, closest. Yeah, and the closest. Yeah. And the tradition okay. is that families stay together and they have dinner and they eat mooncakes for good luck. And then they all go out at night and they admire the moon. Okay. Kind of hang out and almost have like a night picnic. Um, they'll, sometimes they'll bring food and mooncakes and stuff outside and they'll have like a picnic looking at the, the, the moon. And there are also some, some different traditions in different villages where um, the children might have lanterns and they might hang lanterns. And in some villages, they will like write things on the lanterns like riddles. And oh, you go around okay. and you can the riddles on the lanterns and things and um some of the smaller villages have some traditions around that too mm-hmm. as to why they they write the riddles on there um but josh you know a little bit about like the the there's you a very, to, yeah there's there's a there's story a about the rabbit story, of <laughs> yeah. course it's, we don't have to, it's it's a very good story and like i was saying like everything means something so right while they eat mooncake is a story that dates back you know, thousands and thousands of years and mm-hmm. passed on. And of course it changes but over there, the but year. there was a love story. There right? is a, yeah, it is a love story. Oh, the autumn festival kind so, of story behind it. Do you remember it. like what I wrote, I wrote a thing about it on the blog and now I'm vaguely. Well, oh. rap, yeah, not to, I'm, I'm to forgetting about it, it, but there was um like a woman and a man, probably a prince and a princess were in love and all that. Someone ate the wrong mooncake that poisoned them. And oh, so then, no. I think the woman, she got sent up to the moon to like go live on the moon. Okay. And so every night he would bring out the, the cakes the or cakes, during this right. time of year when the moon was closest. So oh, okay. they should, like come back down and, and, eat, and, him, eat, and eat the eat right the one cake. to come back. Yeah, down. something like that. Oh, okay. Like um, unrequited love, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a story people look at the moon and they, they try to see them and the kids will have lanterns um, and the rabbit has something to do with it too. So you see a lot of people with the rabbit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I should have brushed was, up on my story. Before yeah, I came, <laughs> that's but. okay. That's all right. That's neat. Horrible. Um, we, we, we it was it was great. It really was. I mean, we got to see so many different cultures and so many different religious holidays that we didn't know existed even. You right. know. And, oh yeah. Because uh, in Indonesia, we you know we saw some there. We get when well, we were there for a month. We get saw one of their festivals and yeah. yeah so it's, it's yeah. It's, it's speaking been, it's really of beautiful, though. speaking of the gamble, like biting yeah. in. This, it reminds us of one of the Chinese New Year traditions. Um, we got to make traditional Chinese dumplings oh, for the yeah. New Year okay. and make them by hand with, with the family and stuff. And one of the it's a very family activity. Yeah, you're supposed right. to make so many ingredients, and everyone's got to. It takes this a long that. time to yeah. make handmade dumplings. Right. Well, it's like in in Texas, we do uh, tamales as a family. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So. So the more people you have, you can really pump them out. Right. So one of the traditions is to hide um, garlic, like garlic pepper. or like oh, a hot pepper right. of them. And when they fry them all together and you're biting them, you're, the thing is if you bite into one with the hot pepper, it's supposed to be good luck. Oh, um, okay. Like the other one means money. You're going to get a lot of or money. You get a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's so cool. I remember 
we were at the table eating them and you guys had found your hot peppers like after the second one and okay. i think i was like 10 seconds <laughs> in i was so full i said i really hope i bite into a hot pepper soon and they made me keep eating until i found a keep hot eating. pepper that's <laughs> awesome that's <laughs> awesome and uh I, I did put uh in the in the show notes there's a couple uh links i just put wikipedia links i mean people can do more research but uh, <clears throat> i loved reading about the chinese new year mid autumn festival. And then we didn't even get to mention, let's, let's, we'll j- jump back a minute. Let's talk a bit about singles day. Yeah. Um, well, yeah that was most recent. That's because, you know, for Christmas we get presents and stuff, you know, in, give, in our, yeah. and, and in China, they only have uh, really two holidays that they really either give something, okay, uh, which is like Chinese new year, which is really one of the biggest right. festivals in the world. But, really. But most of the yeah. gifts are like food and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But Singles Day was eleven eleven, and they uh, it's like their Black Friday in China. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. So, um, Sarah's is, is December eighth, but now Sarah, you were saying that December eighth, or at least in the blog, you were saying that that is that no longer a day off for the kids? Not usually, no, no, no. But, what, but it used to be. It used to be, yeah. When I was in school, which okay. wasn't that long ago. <laughs> okay. Yes. It was. But uh, so that's kind of a that day sort of waning a little bit, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But and then of course we have Black Friday, which of course is insane. Yeah, yeah and that's spreading over here too. So is it okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. But mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, then they have Singles Day, yeah, which sing- is why is it called Singles Day? Oh, uh, I think it, it, it's Alibaba really kind of. I want to say I'm not 100% of the history of it, but it's a big shopping day for Alibaba, which is like Amazon, basically. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, so it's um. It's because it's 11, 11, 11, so 11. Like, yeah. They're one, one, one. It, so they call it like and singles. They, it's, and it's oh, because they're singles. Yeah, I got it. And then it's, it's kind sorry, of like singles. Like, so I'm gonna buy myself something since I'm single. Right. That's it's kind yeah. of like a Christmas and a Valentine's and just sort of a reason to shop for people because, yeah. again, they don't have, like, the Christmas tradition sure. have to go shopping. So they kind of take take that one um, and do but, it. Yeah, like, it's, they do, like, I think Alibaba did a billion dollars an hour or something crazy. Oh, my goodness. It's a lot. It's, uh, like, <laughs> almost a billion within the first couple hours or something crazy. But, wow. yeah, that's you know, the, the shopping holidays that they have. Yeah, the, it's really. I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's because amazing. even even uh, Chinese New Year, you don't really get presents. If you're single, you get money. You they give, call you it give money. They call it lucky money. So oh, if you're okay, you're looking for Chinese New Year. You're excited about Chinese New Year because you're like, I'm gonna get some money, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes in a little red envelope, and and people give it out, and it's called lucky money, and that's what you give to. It's what people give to children or to. Older people who are single. Yeah. Um, married couples usually don't. Married couples it. miss out on the it. The moment, you, which yeah. is actually part of the reason that a lot of Chinese couples who are engaged and planning to get married, they will wait until after Chinese New Year to have the ceremony because they'll they miss, want, they'll miss they out on money. a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> because it's actually a lot of money that some people get because True. everyone's here these envelopes to everyone from their jobs, yeah, your jobs, your, you know, your so boss gives you something. They'll postpone and, the wedding ceremony yeah. till after Chinese new year. So they can get the money. More stuff. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> smart. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's smart. So, um, um, okay. So now Josh, you've, you haven't been married that long. How long have y'all been married now? 
Oh, we don't know. Wait, no, uh, 12. So, uh, four years. Four years. Okay. So yeah, you're, 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 you're young and married, uh, recently. Um, now Sarah, we got to give some advice for Sarah because Sarah is about (laughs) to go through all this. Now, I don't know if it translates, um, to you, Sarah, but big thing over here and in, uh, Josh and Liz, y'all can comment on this, but big thing over here that people uh, do is they register and they'll mm-hmm. register in all, well, not a lot, but they'll register in maybe three or four places mm-hmm. and they go through the store and they'll pick out all these things that they'd like to get. Um, nowadays it's like almost electronic. You walk around with a little, with the gun, yeah. Yeah, do y'all have that too? Okay. No, we don't have it, but I've seen it oh, in the movies. Okay. I sound really like, well, I've seen it in the movies, but we don't. No, I mean, I think there's like a, it's weird here. I mean, you can register, but it's rare huh, because okay. people want to, you know, decide themselves what they want to buy you. So it's still a lot of, okay. you know, they kind of be like, oh, who do they think they are registering? I'll get what, them what I want. Really, that's really the attitude. So, you know, we don't bother. I did see, I, which was interesting, there's um, this travel agent called Trail Finders, and they do, like, a, you can register with them, yeah. and then people give money for your honeymoon, that, which was yeah. a great idea. Yeah. I saw somebody do that. We haven't, yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to do that, but if we were going to register, that's the only thing we would bother doing. That's, that's actually, that's a really cool trend. We actually, we didn't have, we had a no gift policy at our wedding um, because we had a destination wedding. So the gift, in our opinion, the gift was everyone traveling to Key West where we had this, we had a, we had a four day event wedding party and that's what we wanted for everyone to get together. And it was, that was a gift. It was a gift for us because we had a blast with everyone and everyone else had a great time. Yeah. I need to get there. So we didn't want any gifts, but the the honeymoon registry is actually becoming hugely popular and i think mm-hmm. it's an awesome idea because yeah. like you said you can sign up on on there's a number of websites that do it and then everyone can just kind of donate to you know your mm-hmm. dream honeymoon and you're yeah. like, want to take I actually yeah there was a, there was one that i heard of that was like um you know whatever amount you gave it was equivalent to something so it was like this will buy us dinner one night in rome or something like that you know which is and it's something tangible that people can, you know, they're like, okay, well, we paid for that, you know? Right. Sometimes people don't like to just give money because they want to know that you've done something with the money, you know? So yes. it's more tangible to know exactly, you know, that will give us a day trip to wherever or, you know, something like that. So yeah, that was a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a fun idea. Yeah, which is a good transition into an update on our fundraiser. In case drum roll, everybody give a drum roll. Um, <laughs> We are now up to $205. Uh, We're moving along. We're at 13%. Uh, So, yeah, everybody keep up, keep up that. And uh, I do want to mention a couple items uh, because you're like you're saying, we're talking about uh, we were provided with uh, a little list of uh, things that you're, you're, donation can go to and some things I didn't even really really think about which is um, well some of them I did but I'm gonna mention a couple of them so if you give like fifty dollars that is a good amount that um, it could go for infant care supplies for 10 babies Um, so that is a uh, a good way to look at that Um, they do these things called uh, which is kind of neat they do parties 
to celebrate birthdays, holidays, and coming off chemo. I thought that's a neat thing to do. Uh, those parties, uh, if you give about $75, that usually covers covers a party. Um, St. Jude's provides parties, decorations, cakes, uh, more to keep you know spirits high during the holidays to, to celebrate special occasions like birthdays, as I mentioned about um, children completing um, their chemotherapy. And so, you know, that's a, another, you know, there's a lot of things that your, your gifts go to and there's Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Um, Hello. Glad you're on. Thank you, sir. Yeah. He's going to be joining for the five o'clock hour and there's Josh and Liz and Sarah. Say hi to Daryl. Daryl. What's up, my good friend? Oh, lots of good stuff. Got to get you guys back on geo gearhead soon too. Yeah. Well, now we're, we're back stateside now. We're Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in the land of reliable internet. That, that is true. That is that is true. Especially we had to do uh, we did cash release uh, uh, last year twice because the first time died uh, when we were in uh, when they were in China and we got lucky we did it in Hong Kong and that worked out. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, um, well, I'll be mentioning during the during the rest the next seven hours I'll be talking uh, about. Uh, different items that your money can go to. So again, thank you everybody. And thank you guys. Um, thank you, Sarah. And um, thank, thank you, Josh and Liz for being on tonight. Well, thank you for having thank us. You. Such a great, great calls. And That's we're happy to be a part of it. And it's good to see, good to see you guys again, for sure. Yeah. And um, Josh and Liz are going to be on uh, in a couple months. We're going uh, we've, we've already scheduled a time. Where they'll be, we don't know. We're thinking maybe Denver again, but we'll. But wherever you are, it'll be reliable. <laughs> it'll be reliable. Yes, exactly. And so, and uh, again, uh, you know, keep up with them. Thank you again, uh, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, show hour number one. Uh, please em- email me your comments at geo- uh, geocachetalk at gmail Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocache talk and facebook at facebook.com slash geocache talk show can be found on itunes stitcher google play as well as the geocache talk website and don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis and the next hour will start in a few minutes and again don't just talk about geocaching do what sarah josh and liz do and that is blog some awesome blogs and then go geocaching (laughs) So we will will be back and starting again in a couple minutes. So thanks again. Bye. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.